Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gehen jetzt in den Wasser los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. Listen! Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and today I'm joined with Per Schneider, Brian Altano, mm. and Zach Ryan. Hello. How's everyone doing this week? Good. Great. All right. Um, up bright and early for that surprise Nintendo Direct. Yes. That it wasn't a surprise, but was still sort of surprising. Nintendo Direct Mini. Let's Damn get it. that very, that. very clear. <laughs> yes. Was what it full-sized? No. It was mini. Uh, yeah. It was fun-sized. That's what I like to call it. Uh, fun-sized Direct. <laughs> Um, yes, so we did have a mini Nintendo Direct very early this morning, which was exciting for a lot of people. I was really excited. I don't think a lot of us saw it coming, especially towards like the later half of um, the day before the Direct ended, <laughs> because usually Nintendo announces these things um, ahead of time. They yeah. give us like a day or two notice, sometimes even more than that. Well, but this, this time, time we, got, we got a picture of Chibi Robo on fire. Right. Uh, we got GameStop. Not GameSpot. GameStop tweeted out a thing being like, the Direct starts in 10 minutes, and then it deleted that. Yeah. Uh, and then we got that picture of uh, the hot dog man from Mitomo, like, from Nintendo officially. Like, they were just basically trolling people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm kind of, I kind of love them for that, but also, 
we're insane and we spent time being like is Mitomo coming to switch and is Chibi Robo like going to be in Smash Brothers like all this all you know we it, went nuts. it almost felt like they were pissed that news obviously um leaked of this date for a Nintendo Direct and it's like it's the easy date to pick too if you if you were going to predict when Nintendo would address uh you know some of the software coming out um but it's almost like the news got out. Everybody said, okay, it's coming on this day. And then Nintendo's like, ah, okay, fine. Now we're not going to announce it. And right. then they, exactly they just kind of sprung yeah. it on people last yeah. minute. It was, it was really strange. It's a weird promotional strategy to not promote something. Did you see even like third-party uh, company Twitters were getting involved? Uh, they were responding with their own like pictures and stuff like yeah. that. Like Capcom responded to the Chibi Robo picture with, I believe, Heat Man from Mega Man because <laughs> like they look very similar. And so obviously people went insane and they're like, Capcom's doing even more on Switch, and there's going to be this, this, and this. Yeah. And yeah, it's just I don't think anybody knew what they're doing. Maybe, maybe even the uh, Nintendo social guy was just like, "Hey, this is an awesome picture of Chibi I was Robo trying to, fire. I was yep. trying to figure like it was that out. Not connected to anything. I, Brian and I, I was texting Brian about it. I was like, "What the hell does this mean? Like, why, why is this Chibi Robo on fire? Something that they feel like they needed to, to tweet out? And what are they trying to tell us here? Right? We couldn't figure it out. That's yeah. the excitement it, level, yeah. right yeah. there. It was Chibi such Robo. a, it's such a random tweet, but I feel like it, it makes sense now. Like, mm-hmm. you, did you guys put two and two together? No. Yes. No. All right. Well, I, what I got from it was obviously they were teasing Dark Souls for Switch. So, okay. Okay. You have to explain this a little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like. All right. Well, I mean, you know, Dark Souls is obviously a very dark and Souls. sort of soulless game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. and um, it says you know, that on the box. One can catch on fire in that game. That's yes. true. There are fires in that game. Yes, fires do exist in this game. So, okay. That's a that's a stretch. Like oh, I'll, give, walk there, I'll give it to you. Okay. I will give it to you. All right. All right. Give, now, now do the hot dog man. <laughs> Okay, uh, you got me there. You open this door, you got to walk through. Well, you see, in Dark Souls, you're constantly looking for hot dogs to try and refill your health. Well, it's so. a sausage Zach, fest. Dark you get Souls. it. I mean, no Dark Souls female monsters. Dark Souls has campfires. You know it goes great with a campfire. Sausages, hot dogs. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right, good. We've cool. completed. We got to figure it out. The riddle. No, I, I think that I ultimately, I think what it boils down to was that was just sort of Nintendo's sentiment about what was happening with the direct. They were just like, oh, we're freaking yeah. out. And so that that to me is all that that meant. I don't know that they were particularly trying to allude to anything, but I will say the direct happened. It was weird. It's a different format for them. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I was, was going to ask you, what what'd you guys think about them sort of, first of all, after all the fanfare, them just dropping the direct. Second of all, it being a, like a video on demand file that you could it's, scrub through. It wasn't live or anything like it's that. It's a really interesting thing because there's no, <laughs> there's like no embargo when it, a video is just out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, they always backload all of the most important stuff on any direct. Like it's usually like they either they either put the most important stuff right up front or they save it for the very end. And so for this direct, it was like, well, if I really want to know what's coming, I just skip to the last two yeah, minutes. Yeah, just scrub to like, the end. Oh, great! There's Dark Souls. Now what's the rest of this? Yeah. Thing? So I mean, that kind of bummed me out because I like the I like the and one more surprise type of notion that they've 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 kind of cooked into these things before. But in this way, if you had this open and you had Twitter open. Somebody at like six oh one a.m. Pacific time could be like, "Dark Souls coming to Switch." Yeah. Like, Damn it! You spoiled the direct for me. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. definitely it wasn't their usual format, but that tells me like one of two things, and it makes me wonder like, were they either not prepared with this direct? Was this sort of something that they just needed to put together something, some sort of information due to like fans building hype and creating this mm-hmm. for them, or is this Nintendo just trying something new, like just experimenting yeah. with new ideas? I yeah. think it's a short. It was a shorter presentation. It was a shorter rundown, and like when you're setting up a live stream, you're kind of setting up expectations that there's some more meat to it, that it's longer maybe. Mm-hmm. And so I think they just said rather than like having people complain that it was over too quickly, let's do it as a view. Right. I, I I thought that was okay. I feel like they were prepared for it. You could tell by like the motion graphics and stuff, which were really well done. I mean, the whole presentation angle of it was great. I thought it was better than one of the ones they did last year where it was just like coming up next and you saw like five yeah, stories the, the, ahead. Yeah. But they were all like teasers. Yeah. It was like a pink ball eats his friends. You're like, I know who that is. Yeah. I didn't um, like that at all. Yeah, that was yeah. that was kind of weird. So this was cool, but um, I think that this is our fault too. We put so many expectations onto this thing that this was going to lay out their entire 2018 plans. Yeah. And it didn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we didn't really get a lot. So. Yeah. We dedicated like a whole episode to that. And I'm not sure how many of our predictions actually came through with this January direct. Yeah. Yep. Not mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I do think that, that it wasn't the thing that, that pair and I were talking about this morning, right? Like I don't, 
I still think that Nintendo is in desperate need of like a real banger, like a real home run this year. Uh, obviously, you know, we got dates for Kirby, which is nice, but Star Alliance, like we'll talk about this stuff more in depth. Star Alliance isn't really doing it for me. Like I'm not right. super interested in it. And we know that Yoshi is coming. We don't know when yet. Um, I have to imagine that there's something that they're holding up their sleeves for E3 and holiday. Um, but as of right now, I think this was a strong enough showing for mm-hmm. the beginning of the year to like get you off on the right foot right. because there are some great, like really interesting stuff happening in this direct. Um, but I still think that they're severely lacking in, in something that's like going to light the fan base on fire in the same way that, uh, Zelda and Mario did last year. So I oh, like yeah. that it's like they started the rainbow, but they didn't show you the pot of gold at the end. Yeah, yet, right. Like I, I mean, there has to be a big game for Christmas, and whether it's like huge, like Super Smash Brothers, or you know, slightly smaller, like an Animal Crossing, we don't know yet. Yeah, but I, I, I am very confident that we'll get something. I don't think it'll be Smash. Uh, I don't think it'll be uh, uh, um, a Metroid Prime Four. Like I feel like they're done rendering the logo they're applying some textures right now <laughs> to the to logo it. and then pokemon i think they're done with a box art and they're about to start coming yep. so i feel like it's not those two games but i am expecting something bigger at e3 obviously but i mean you can see that there is uh more reliance on third party in here and on revisiting some of the titles that may not have performed well right. on past nintendo platforms. <laughs> yeah i mean if you look at 2017 which we all just did uh the biggest victories out of that was that not only did they get tremendous accolades in terms of reviews and uh, awards, right? I mean, they pretty much cleaned up at the Game Awards and others, IGN. You good? Sorry. He's okay. Um, They also sold incredibly well, right? So I think to replicate that success in 2018, uh, to be honest, like Mario Tennis won't do that for either of those departments. Nobody's yeah. yeah, nobody's rushing to target on opening day to buy Mario Tennis. Like no. right. I mean Mario Tennis is great, but it's not in the same regard as uh you know, some of these titles that we're looking for. And I think that we're essentially saying the same thing that it's like you know, uh Yoshi, Kirby, even Animal Crossing, even something like F Zero, should that make a triumphant return? Those are all great Nintendo games that have a specific Nintendo fandom, but the level of like Metroid or right. Smash or Zelda or Mario, like I just don't know what those titles right. would be. This Pokemon, year. I mean, Pokemon with, for sure. yeah. with Mario Kart, Zelda, and Mario out of the way, the remaining really big heavy hitters are Pokemon, right? Um, and then obviously Smash Brothers, right? Yeah, that's a huge franchise or, or whatever. You know, when you go back a couple of generations, remember Wii Sports and all these. Like Nintendo had some surprise successes that. Maybe they, they might try something unique again, something new that we haven't seen. I'd love to see well, that. Well, Animal, yeah. Animal Crossing specifically um, doesn't really light the world on fire when it comes to reviews. I mean, it does well, right? The last few mostly mm-hmm. did, but um, in terms of sales, they that is well. a juggernaut. Like that, yeah. that that franchise sells incredibly. Oh yeah, well. that's like yeah. their third best-selling franchise. Yeah, I believe. seriously, something like that. It's kind of insane. So I, mean, I think Nintendo's success for 2018, like sure, a lot of new games are going to help. Like maybe uh, Animal Crossing potentially coming out this year. Fire Emblem's supposed to come out this year as well like a core fire emblem title but i think the the key to their success is really just the enhancements or the improvements for the switch in general like yeah um upgrading their online infrastructure like where the heck is virtual console when is that happening um yeah. things like that like just sort of minor things that they could do to improve the quality of life like while playing on switch i know yeah i'll put it this way if you on if you're a playstation fan and you faked a ui overhaul for the ps4 i mean it might get a little bit of traction most people wouldn't care there was a video that went viral the other day you guys all saw it of somebody who had fa- who admitted now uh to have faked a ui overhaul mm-hmm. for the switch and we all went nuts for it because we want something new there yeah. right yeah. we can't even change the themes basically so i don't know yeah and I, you and i were talking about it uh before the direct uh before we knew the direct was even happening about how w- desperate we were to find out anything about virtual console and how we hoped that the first direct would shed a little light on right. that yeah and i think the further they get away from talking about it the more rabid the fan base becomes and the more they're setting themselves up to disappoint because it's like at this point you know if we go into March, if we go into E3 not hearing about Virtual Console, when they finally do announce it, and it's, if it's not 
every Nintendo game from the beginning of time up through GameCube, people are going to be pissed. I yeah. just I can't imagine that we don't hear about Virtual Console and like an actual set um, launch date for the new online service by E3. Like, I that feel has like to that's a by then. presentation, right? Don't you yeah. think? Like, yeah, it maybe so. Like- so. Last week I mentioned uh, Verse Super Mario Brothers, right? The yeah. sort of like. What, ACA, yeah, the, the weird like roundabout way to actually get Super Mario Brothers onto the Switch. And I, I had said specifically that it didn't really get a ton of traction or that no one noticed. Um, I meant like in terms of media, in terms of like yeah. Nintendo rolling out any fanfare for it. When you look on the eShop, that was the number one selling game last I checked. Uh-huh. Like, and that's insane. That's how starved people are for that kind of stuff right now. Yeah. And they're just not getting it. It's just a drag and drop the Mario Brothers ROM file on there and make a billion dollars. How it works? They have like a little drop. I think it's that easy. Yeah, <laughs> a little switch yep. dropper. Yeah, yeah. I mean to buy that should, game for the sixteenth. Should we? Time. Should we? I mean, those uh, obviously we shared our general impressions. Should we tell people who have, who didn't watch the direct of what was in it? And like, yes, nah, yes, absolutely. Let's was... let's go through some of what Nintendo announced during the Nintendo Mini Direct um, today, and just kind of discuss what our thoughts are on it and how we feel about it and what we're excited about most. Um, so first and foremost, <laughs> Nintendo kind of started out the show with The World Ends With You uh, for Switch, which is actually coming out sometime this year. I don't I don't think we have a set release date for it. Yeah, yet. they said they said this year. Just 2018. 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tawaiwei, um, is that how you say it? Tawiwi? Yes. <laughs> it's uh Tawawa. <laughs> so I I actually did not play too much of this game. I played a little Me bit neither. of it on mobile, but I know that it came out on DS uh, originally. Yes. Um yeah, but I hear so many amazing things about it. I'm really looking forward to checking it out on Switch, but have you guys checked it out at yeah, all? Yeah, there's a uh, uh there was a thread on Twitter, a tweet that went viral last week that was like, retweet this with your favorite game for every platform that you've owned. And I named The World Ends With You as my favorite DS game. It is this sort of cult hit from Square Enix that's got this like, it's this awesome action RPG that's got almost like a rhythmic battle system. Mm-hmm. It takes place in Shinjuku and style, like your your actual clothing style helps your attributes in battle and stuff. It's just a really, really unique game. And the added scenario that they tease there at the end is really interesting to me because it's a game that I played and loved once 10 years ago. And now this is a whole new platform and a whole new excuse to, to play it over again. So. I had totally forgotten about about it and its compa- compatibility with Switch too mm-hmm. because they did adapt it. You know, originally it was for the designed iPad. for a two-screen setup. Right. They did adapt it for the, for the iPad. And um, it's one of those games that everybody who's played it really loves it. When you assemble... Anyone who assembles a top 25 list and they've played this game, it's on that list and it's probably in the top 10 somewhere. And so it's awesome to see this return. I think on the on the Switch, um, I'm hoping it'll, it'll make a bit more of a splash and, and will be a franchise that will continue uh, for a while. It's one of those games that people have been clamoring for a sequel to forever. Yep. So I feel like if this can, being that it was such a cult hit its first go around, if it can come to the Switch and make a big a bigger splash, then right. maybe people will, it, Square would be more inclined to invest in it. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, so I'm, good. Good to see it. Yeah, I'm interested to check it out finally. And it's going to have touchscreen and traditional controls too, so you can play any way you prefer. Um, but another thing that Nintendo announced was, of course, Pokémon Tournament DX DLC, uh, which I don't, I did not see that coming at all. I thought that we were either going to get a direct sequel to Pokémon right. at some point um, or just they were going to be quiet about it for a little bit. I yeah. did not expect to see DLC announced today. This game got, uh, you know, it's kind of like what Zach just said about the last game. Like, this actually got a real big shot in the arm on switch this yep. was this is interesting because it's a port right mm-hmm. um and i don't think it did a, a, it didn't sell a ton of units last time around it did it did pretty well but on switch it cleaned up like it, it did better than some of the bigger fighting games just, in, its, just, in its league they had that window down so perfectly yeah. for when this game came out um, so the DLC itself, um, it's you can actually purchase it now, um, but it's going to start rolling out in two waves. The first wave uh, starts on January 31st, and you're going to get Ag- Ag- Slash. Wow, slash, I'm so bad at Pokemon slash. names. Me too, I, man. I'm right there so with So terrible. Um, um, and then you also get some other support Pokemon as well that I cannot pronounce their names. It's Garouk. It's pronounced it's Garouk. Garouk. Oh. Yeah, that's just the word that we're going to use. <laughs> do, we, do we have um, their names written down? Yeah, they're, they're here. Can you say there? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Who is it? Age of Slash, 
Ray Quasi. <laughs> oh, Raekwon? Mimic- finally making his de- debut Quasi. on the Nintendo Mimic Cube Switch. And Blastoise, everybody knows that. Old and Mew and Celebi. Yes, who is Celebi. His French is Blastoise. 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 Uh, Mew and Blastoise. <laughs> Blastoise. <laughs> <laughs> Those, uh, that's coming out with the Wave 2, which starts on March 23rd. One note, though. Um, so Smash Brothers had DLC, right, that was released on yep. Wii U. Yep. yep. And that they, Nintendo released that originally for five ninety nine, and you would get like you could get Cloud, and you can get he would come with Migdar or Mig, Midgard. Yeah, wow. and there were like packs um, of DLC, basically. Right. Yeah, but Pokin is coming out with DLC for fourteen ninety nine, so it's a little bit more expensive. I feel like the prices there are a little. I don't know. They're a little off. That's it doesn't line up. That's not even a microtransaction. That's just a transaction. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there are like really awesome indie games on Switch that cost that much money. They play, I think, and I Boy out them. today. I, I, yeah. I, I think they're seeing what the market will bear. They're playing around sure. with price tags. I, I think I'm, it's all very much an experiment for them. And like, by the way, this game, I think Pokken is this game that's going to get a second wind when the actual Pokemon game comes out, yeah, when yeah. the logo is done for rendering. Sure. They put that on the Switch. I think they will bring Pokken and it'll be like, Pokken Complete Edition. It's yeah. going to have all the DLC packed in for a lower price. I think it'll do really I'm, well then. I'm so removed from this game. Like, I haven't I haven't even touched it. I played it on, on Wii U a bit, but I haven't touched it at all on the Switch. And uh, I was just shocked to find out that Blastoise isn't in that game. Yeah. Like, that... Like, uh, He's like one of the that dudes whole segment, name. I was like, really? Blastoise? Not in this uh, game? There, there are a lot of Pokemon. I don't know if sorry, you do sorry. this. Yeah. Blastoise. That's, Blastoise. That's one of the OGs, though, right? Yeah. yeah. That's Gen 1, my dude. Yeah. 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 Even I know yeah. that. <laughs> uh, that's why he's so expensive, man. People want him. Sure, he's very large, it's, too. It's you gonna, you tell me you're going to get out there and you're going to pay upwards of $15 to Blastoise? It's Gen 1, dude. That's, okay, that's, <laughs> get with it. Touche. <laughs> Um, but yes, so after that, uh, we went or they went out and announced Kirby Star Allies, or at least the release date for it, which is going to be March 16th. Sooner than I anticipated. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually looking forward to checking this out as well. I'm not the biggest Kirby guy in the world. I'll be honest with you guys. But it looks like a lot of fun. It really does. So I don't know. I, I like the look of it. The aesthetic is nice. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's just Kirby looks- games can be deceptive. Where like they all look so similar now. Yeah, right? like the uh, the art style, the look of this game looks so familiar, and it's kind of cool to see the new powers. But it's one of those games. Once you start playing. It is easy, but it's also charming. And before you know it, suddenly an hour is gone. Right? Right. You'll continue. I um I I like the uh, you know painting things and releasing the things from the painting thing and uh, the spider thread stuff looks awesome. So it's really I'm, good looking I'm game. Into it. Yeah, like, I've surprisingly, his- I've historically not been a huge Kirby guy. Um, I've played Kirby games here and there. Uh, I really loved Robobot. And so I was excited to see what they're going to do on the Switch. For some reason, this game just isn't doing it for me. Like I don't know, I don't know why. I like the idea of combining powers, but Kirby to me has always been a singular experience. Like I don't, right. I don't necessarily feel like I need to play Kirby the, with all four of you guys. To, and that, that's kind of what I'm getting from this. Is like mm. if you really want to explore all the the things that this Kirby has to offer, you know, sit down with your buds. So I mean, we're actually surprisingly. I've said this before, but we've we're kind of star for like really great 2d platformers on switch there's a couple great indie ones you know we've mentioned them before meat boy just launched you know that's a lot more brutal uh, slime sounds one i've mentioned many times but in terms of nintendo we don't really have many awesome first party 2d platforming games they went 3d with almost everything so i'm interested to see how this comes out what's up pairs farting over my, there i think my, i put my phone behind the <laughs> counter it keeps sending me notifications oh good um <laughs> also it, i'm gonna turn it off hold on pair will be right back um and while he does that make sure if you did not know there's actually a demo out for dragon quest builders right now on the switch's eShop. Mm-hmm. so check that stuff out i played a lot of that game on vita i believe which was a lot of fun so i'm excited to see it finally come to switch the full game comes out february 9th so it's not too far away um if you do want to Pick it up. But another big announcement that a lot of us did not see coming was Hyrule Warriors Ultimate Edition releasing on Switch. And that's coming out in spring of 2018. Now, did you guys play Hyrule Warriors? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I know you played a bit yeah, of it. Wh- why, right? why are you making the like the straight mouth emoji face? Grind? I just I don't like this game. I don't think it's very good as a Musou game, and I don't think that it's very good as a Zelda game. And I just I don't understand why Nintendo keeps bringing it to other platforms. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, remember that game that you didn't really like back on the Wii U? Now it's on your 3DS and your Switch. I don't know. I, don't, and I, I feel like some heat in the the forums about 
kind of talking smack on this game, and I apologize to those of you guys that like it, but I realize now that I've said like three games in a row that I don't like, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut for the mm-hmm. rest of the show. No, but it's like I, I hear you. I, I think this this game is divisive. They're like as an old school Zelda fan, I call this the kind of like the imposter syndrome where you're playing this game and you're like, ah, it doesn't feel like Zelda. It doesn't quite look like it, right? Like you can tell it's not a Nintendo team that made it, whereas I felt like Fire, Fire Emblem Warriors got a lot closer to like the spirit and the feel and the look of of um of Fire Emblem but it's still a good game there's there's so much variety in this title um there's so, so many great melodies and great moments and great characters in it yep. i think it's good I it's, think it's uh, good i'm happy to see it return it's totally it, fine i like, disappeared too quickly i have i have no significant problem with this game i don't yeah. know if i'll triple dip on it i played the 3DS version which did not run well um yes the the thing with this is like they made they, Link's Awakening is my favorite game of all time. I'm legally required to say that every week. Mm-hmm. They put a bunch of assets of that game into this game, and it's not interesting to me. And like, it takes a lot to take stuff from my favorite game and inject it into my favorite video game franchise in these modern times and for me to be just completely unenthused. What if there was like a giant windfish that just farted on the enemies and they'd all die? He doesn't fart, okay? That's not how that game goes. He doesn't fart. The windfish is a very serious character, and he's part of a beautiful Why is he called windfish, then? Because of the farts. All right, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of Musou games either, but I enjoyed Fire Emblem Warriors. I thought that they did a really good job with it, and I like the mechanics they added about like how you can switch characters on the battlefield. You can, yeah. you know, strategically place all of your um, troops and all that stuff around. And it looks like um, you might be able to do that in Hyrule Warriors. I I noticed during the trailer that you can like s- switch characters, which <laughs> seems interesting. So um, look out for that one. That's pretty cool. I'm going to be playing it. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. It's gotten increasingly difficult to try games before you buy them, but Gamefly lets you take your pick from a library of over 9,000 titles, including the biggest new releases like Super Mario Odyssey, NBA 2K18, Fire Emblem Warriors, and many, many more. Gamefly will ship these games to you, and you can keep them as long as you want. There are no late fees or due dates, and shipping is always free. This breaks down to as little as 54 cents a day. So ask yourself, how many moons can you find in Super Mario Odyssey for 54 cents a day? Oh, and you don't even have to leave the house. The games come right to you. And hey, they rent movies too. Normally, a Gamefly trial lets you only check out one game at a time, but if you head to Gamefly.com slash voice chat, you can sign up for a free premium 30-day trial that lets you check out two games or movies at a time. Try it out today at Gamefly.com slash voice chat. Listen! Um, but Nintendo announced as well Mario Tennis Aces, which is developed by Camelot, and that's the team um, that's behind a bunch of other Mario sports titles as well. Yeah. yeah. So. Did that sound like a disappointed? Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, kind of, yeah. I'm actually Absolutely. happy. No, Why I like Camelot. No, if, no, no I'm Pear. not. Oh. Pear, oh. If, if Pear was like doing voices for the video game and the director was like, now sounds sort of like not very excited, and you went, yay. yay. No, that's I'm, what I'm, Gabby J does I, in Super Punch. I'm, I'm happy that Camelot is on this. Um, the, the last Mario Tennis wasn't awesome. Yeah. It, it was, was just too limited. It felt like a, hey, you a quick title that we're gonna uh, you know the windfish farted out just for the masses I think this um, will be cool I, I like the story <laughs> mode that they're adding I think that's exciting I think that this being the sole new first party game that was announced during this direct puts a lot of weight on it to sort of be something that it's not going to be like this you announce this like game next grasses, to Animal Crossing cool. and then people go like what a great day yep. but when this game's your star well but it might not be your star. This is literally the January announcement for content, right? So let's let, let's see what else is coming out. I I was really appreciative that this game is coming back. I feel like the Switch is a great machine for Mario Tennis, for that kind of game, for quick um, versus totally. play yep. wherever you are. And this is literally the you know take off the two Joy-Con again and play it in the plane against each yeah. other game. And we haven't seen so a story totally mode. That. And then story mode like. Any of the tennis or golf games with an actual story mode are always the memorable yep. ones that we uh, that that just kind of defined the series, and it's great to see it in here. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and it the looks little boss battles too. look cool too. Yeah. yeah, I love I love Mario Tennis. I have very fond memories of the '64 version, yep. and I'm really excited to play this one. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. Are any of you guys Yeast fans? I played <laughs> so I played Yeast back. In the 90s. Yeah. So that was the last one, like East 3, um, Super, I, uh, when 
I was gaming on a Super Famicom, so I, I played the titles. I liked them. I loved the, the music, but I kind of just started to ignore the series afterwards. I haven't played one in, in years. I mean, mm-hmm. literally two decades. Yeah. Found out, found out this morning that Ryan McCaffrey yeah, is Ryan somehow is into a giant <laughs> East fan. Really? Yeah. yeah, which baffled me. But uh, Weird. Yeah, this is a weird one. Uh, this is a Vita and PS4 port to Switch. Don't think it looks particularly great. No, it like, looks like the ports you just described. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> apparently that's part of apparently that's part of Ease's charm is that right. it, it's it's more so about the battle system, about the story. I've never played an East game. I I, I don't know. I, I, kinda, I this was kind of an, an almost like a non sequitur to me. It was like, oh, this is weird I, that this is coming, but yeah. sure. I mean, I honestly I did not expect this, and um, I'm 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 looking forward to it. It it looks yeah, visually it looks a little bit like um, I mean it resembles like Hyrule Warriors, that kind of visual fidelity, right? Like yeah, it's like the it recalls the golden age of RPGs on on Dreamcast. Honestly, the late golden age, yeah. right? Like that kind of style and look. The lighting isn't that great, you and guys, everything is very angular. But this is also an action RP, uh, action RPG. Yeah, right? Right, like the yeah. battle system isn't just waiting for a turn to play out, and so um, I, th- I think it could be pretty cool. I was kind of surprised that this comes so hot off the heels of Xenoblade as well, because like mm-hmm. it kind of feels looks like a poor uh, man Xenoblade. Kinda, yeah, it yeah. it looks a little, a little Monster Hunter. It too. doesn't it doesn't yeah. come out till summer, so I mean people do. Oh, have I guess that's finish, true. Yeah, yeah you're Xenoblade. Right. Yeah. But it is cool to have just another action RPG on Switch. I think that that the more the merrier. Yeah, totally. Honestly, yeah. it it does look a little dated but mm-hmm. still i mean the gameplay mechanics are a lot of fun um or at least from what i've played of the one on vita i forget which one was that was that that was that was that was, that was i think seven and eight seven and eight uh, yeah. i think it was seven then that i played on vita yeah. but um after that something else that a lot of us were hoping for but kind of in a different form yes yes <laughs> well said yes yeah um, well so you guys talked about luigi last week right on the I show, i'll talk yeah. about luigi well, yeah, every okay. day in my life so so nintendo announced super mario odyssey uh is getting an update. Yep. It's not DLC. It's an update. And it's free. It's, con- free. it's just it's content free. that you'll be downloading. Right, exactly. And essentially what this is... is That's all. It's not the, DLC. It's the competitive... T-Y. <laughs> W-L. It's the uh, brand new competitive balloon world mode, which essentially is a is a mode where you can jump in, or uh, I don't know, Brian, you want to take this one away? Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to uh, break this down, Luigi is now in this game, but not fully playable as you had hoped. Don't worry, his costume's still here. He's brought with him a uh, sort of... Uh, adorable little mode where he hands you balloons and you have time to hide them and then other players will have to find it. So there's basically two sides of this mode. Hide it and find it. It's weird. Uh, very very straightforward. So the balloons have different themes like Tom Nook or Yoshi or whatever and you just have to find them and you are timed in doing so. You're timed in hiding them and there's leaderboards and stuff like that so you'll be able to find balloons that people all over the world have hidden. Uh, g- great Okay. Plus, there's new outfits. We got the sunshine shades. We got the musician hat and the Dark Souls uh, armor uh, and new filters where you can be a coin. That's c- so really cute. Can I, can I, I know there, there's like this tinge of it's not what we wanted, right? Like I would have wanted more levels or more stars or whatever or more characters. I think this is really brilliant. Mm. The reason for it is that the Mario games are so beloved by speedrunners, people mm-hmm. wanting to complete levels the quickest way and kind of like getting into nooks and crannies that they shouldn't be getting into. And this sets it up for that. Like there will be people hiding balloons in impossible to get right. to places that are way too far away for others to place them within that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's where it gets interesting when people who are truly expert players will start hiding stuff and you're tasked with pl- uh, finding it the fastest possible way. I, th- I think it's really cool. That's something I'm really digging. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that even in the direct itself the voiceover guy said think of it as competitive speed ru- or uh, objective based sk- speed running yeah. which is such a cool idea like i love the idea of like do something fast but make it specific to this thing yeah. um so i think it's i think it's really interesting i think that this is sort of the same two-tier approach that we've seen in zelda and that we've seen in other nintendo games waves one and two and pocken uh, on this system in that we'll get this like little bonus like competitive mode and then hopefully there's story dlc or kingdom dlc down the line you know later this year to me it feels like i mean this is made for streamers out there totally right? like yeah. this yeah. could be a really popular mode that puts mario odyssey more on the map for for streaming and you know just kind of fun gameplay challenges because it can be really tense to see if you beat a certain spot in a leaderboard and you come out at the as the, as the top uh, record holder yeah um i this 
I could have never predict, predicted it, would have never predicted it. It com- completely came out of left field. But I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And you're giving that to us, to, uh, to, to us for free. I think that's yeah. really neat. Yeah, I can see it being a lot of fun, um, especially you know if you've already 100% of the game and you're looking yep. for stuff to do in Mario Odyssey. It's a cool little addition, and I'm really happy that it's free. But I also don't think that we should lose hope for like future potential Mario DLC. No, coming. totally. I, I, yeah. I hope that this is part of a wave that lasts all year of just yeah. additional content that gets you know that i can download that isn't dlc <laughs> yes. is this like Updates. literally mario content is this like mario taking the balloons from luigi and hiding them oh that i'm sure there's some sort mean, of twisted man. narrative behind it that but luigi's luigi all like I even worse than he the is balloons. and then boom mario it's just em- takes just them. embarrassing what they do to that man god uh, so we also got a, an announcement from SNK. Uh, SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy will be coming out on Switch in the summer of 2018. So, um, yeah, I'm not too too big of an SNK guy, especially an SNK like fighting guy, right. game yeah. guy. Um, this one looks to be, I don't know, pretty interesting. It's got an all female cast, which is exciting, I guess. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I like seeing more and more fighting games like this coming to switch obviously we've got like street fighter um anniversary collection coming as well so just you know the more the the platform fills up with genre or fighters of this genre i think would be great so yeah it's a good platform for it too you bring your switch somewhere you have an extra controller and you have two players on one screen battling it out that's cool that worked really well for street fighter uh and yeah, this is this is interesting. I won't really mess with it, but I'm like like you said, I'm glad more uh, 2D fighters are coming into the system. I, I never got into the SNK games. Like whenever I tried them, it, it, I don't know, it, it was daunting. And I I was a Street Fighter guy back in the day. I could never get into them. Um, but it's cool to see more more fighters on the platform for sure. Yeah, yeah. I yep. think this is super niche, but yep. I do I do applaud Nintendo for bringing this to the system f- just to see like how well it does. I wish know? I wish Blaze Blue or something like that. God, would me be, too. That'd be really cool. It would be earlier in line, but yeah. you know we'll take it. Yeah. Mario and Rabbids is getting DLC as well. Uh, we're gonna get Donkey Kong. He's gonna become a playable character, and it's gonna be available this spring. So that's pretty cool. I didn't see that coming either. I thought Ubisoft was pretty much finished because yeah, yeah, they said that you know they they gave out their oh, end man. game content. Um, you know, they added the co op or the I'm sorry, competitive mode. Um, and now we have DK in Mario Rabbids, which is cool. And if you haven't played Mario Rabbids, I strongly, strongly recommend that you go ahead and pick this game up because it is a ton of fun and it's absolutely gorgeous too. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the trailer for this thing yet, the, he is so gorgeously, vividly animated. It's like some of my favorite stuff I've seen him do in a long time. I, I kind of wish Nintendo would borrow from this character model a little bit because he feels a little looser and less kind of like... He's goofier, it's like, more like a cartoon. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. I mean, they're, they're doing such a great job over they're there. Really good. Uh, it's like th- that's the difference to Hyrule Warriors. I feel like you watch this and you don't get that sense that oh, somebody, this is somebody else doing it. It's right. like it, it feels like it should be from a Donkey Kong game, and you wouldn't have any problem if that was the art style of the next Donkey Kong. Totally. Yeah, a, no way. They're just doing a really nice job with this franchise. I mean, mm-hmm. I really hope Mario Plus Rabbits comes back for a bona fide sequel. Yeah. Um, I hope they don't spend too much time on DLC with this game because they, it was already so packed. It so had a lot, lot of I stuff am in it. A little curious as to what this DLC is because they the what they showed off is just a cinematic. So is it story driven stuff? Is this a second story featuring Donkey Kong? Is he a, just a playable character? Like, well, he's definitely now a playable character that you can add to your team, right? But I'm assuming that comes with some new challenges. Otherwise yeah, people I hope who so. finished everything wouldn't be able to. And it's also like it's what's really interesting is it looks like he can throw characters further than other characters mm-hmm. or you know that, that he's using it like a boomerang instead of a gun so it could be some cool ways to switch up like especially in like competitive mode yeah I, I can't imagine them adding too much content with dk like with donkey kong um additionally like story content for him <laughs> Me but too. um i don't That's know why i said right i don't know why i'm but calling him DK. Like, all my but life long. i call him donkey kong yeah. and all of a sudden i'm just now starting to call <laughs> him DK. you have the rap in your head yeah, yeah That's exactly rap. i don't know all right donkey kong um yeah i think if we do get any additional like story-based content with him it's probably going to be on the lighter side because i feel like they would have just showcased that or just maybe you know, you're right. said like new story content as well yeah um but yeah it'd be fun to use him in like the competitive mode too 
Um, and then, I'm, uh, by the way, I'm surprised Barrett is uh, producing this, and we didn't get any uh, weird Donkey Kong waiting. overlays on our faces. I'm sure it's happening. So, <laughs> ah, there we go. This is, by the way, if oh, you're God. watching this, Barrett uh, is moving on to produce uh, Beyond from next week. So, this is the last show we've got uh, with Barrett, and Mitch uh, Mitchell will jump in and produce NVC from here on out. And I'm sure he'll be awesome too. But uh, if we make less fun of Donkey Kong 64, it's because of Barrett's. And I, I just want to say I give Barrett a hard time a lot of the times. But he is my big pineapple boy, and yeah. I'll love him forever. Yeah, so. I also want to say, Aww. Barrett, it's been great having you, and this might be my last chance to tell you on the show that Donkey Kong 64 sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Barrett. <laughs> there he goes. I guess he's done now. We love you. I'm kidding. It's not, it's not good, though. It's really not a good game. Uh, um, one game, though, that I did not expect to be as interested in until I actually saw it in motion was Faye. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Faye looks really great. Yeah, looks yep. good. I forget yeah. when this was announced... Uh, we saw it. Well, it was announced a long time ago. Yeah, but we it came back sort of with a vengeance around Gamescom. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yes. and uh, I completely thought that this we were looking at like a Q3 or Q4 release for mm-hmm. Faye, and this is coming out on February 16th, so like right around the corner. Was this? I, I'm part of my idiocy on this one, but was this just now confirmed for Switch? Or? No, it's been, no, it's it been confirmed for a while. Because I remember this was on my radar immediately. It's hard to keep up with it's, all these things. But. It's, according to, to Andrew Goldfarb, who previewed it at, at uh, Gamescom, it's a 3D platformer Metroidvania mm-hmm. kind of thing. Okami-ish. He, he likened it almost to like uh, Firewatch in that oh, you get really? certain abilities that open up different areas and things like that. So I, I think it looks really, really cool. I'm you, stoked to play You it. effectively like learn the songs of animals and then use yeah. them in, in the wild to interact with environments yeah. and puzzles. So. And I think that it's coming out at a perfect time. So it's out very soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's actually coming out on February 16th. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. I'm yeah. all over this. So it's like an exploration platformer yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sounds like it. Sounds very interesting. And another game coming out from the developers of Towerfall is Celeste. And that's coming out this month, January 25th, uh, which looks really cool. It looks really rad. Um, I have not seen too much of this game in motion, so it's it's exciting to see it actually, like, going, I guess, and and being played. Yeah, one of our uh, coworkers, Tom, is playing this right now and he's been telling me about it and i actually haven't seen it in action until right now and i'm just completely this game has brian altano written all over yeah this is so cool looking it's oh my god tom says don't sleep on this one yeah Yeah. it's tough as nails it's like it's a super hard platformer um i played it uh around this time last year when nintendo did their first indies event before the switch launched right um and it just mopped the floor with me but it's super fun in the same way that meat boy is like you nice. know what you did wrong it immediately starts you over um it's a challenge that you can throw yourself at again and again and it's not like a, a little frustrating i'm sure right. but uh eventually i got to a point where i was like this is too hard and the uh the guy giving me the demo was one of the programmers of the game and he played it and watching like a pro level player play this game is like a work of art it is right. amazing the stuff you can do in this game. for for our listeners if you haven't seen this game in action it is more kind of like 16-bit retro style yeah like very you know simple simple graphics and really relies on precision platforming like yeah. you have this extra jump you can do in the air and that's how you navigate really complex mazes of just spikes and crazy yeah spikes. Just I, I really death mazes, yeah. yeah. I, I dig that sort of the verticality to it, and also like the air dashing reminds me a yeah. lot of the the crazier stuff that happened towards the tail end of Guacamole, yeah, like yeah. the treetops oh, yeah. or yep. whatever that was. Um, man, hey, when's yeah. that game coming to Switch? Guacamole, yeah. I have no idea I why it's not bring, here already. Well, I wish they'd bring the first one before the second one. Holy, That'd be cool. Yeah, we got Juan, right? Yeah, he's yeah. in uh, what Brawl Out. Yep. Yeah. I, we played we played Guacamelee two at PSX, and it's one of my most anticipated hot. games of the year. It's hot. It's really, really, really good. Hot. So, I as hope, the children say, mm-hmm. it's lit. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I hope it comes to Switch. We finally nice. we finally got a release date for Payday two as well. What? February twenty seventh. Oh wow! Which turns out is not last year. It's not coming out last year's <laughs> game. Got super delayed. Hey, good work, oh, detective. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but uh, we're That's finally right. getting this, it. This was we heard. This is one of the first games we learned about at the Switch launch, right? Yeah, yeah this was one of the more like, oh wow, like Nintendo's got their you know big boy pants on, short, yeah. violent games type of game that they yeah. Um So yeah, it's it's cool to you know see that it's getting closer to a completion, um, and the game appears to be running 
pretty smoothly on Switch. So I've never played Payday. Did you guys? Have you? Did you guys see that exclusive mask? Yeah, the it, timed exclusive mask. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like it's LED light lit based on the Joy-Con colors, and it yeah. says Joy. Um, yeah, Payday is one of those things where I'm always shocked to find out how popular it is. It's and, pretty big, yeah. And they keep making sequels too. It's one of those things where I'm like, wait. Like people watch that show, and it's like, oh, that people are really into that show. Yeah, like, I, I'm always surprised. You walk into E3, there's always a giant booth for it right there. Yeah, and I'm like, paid it really? My one but. concern with that game though is like, it's so it's so heavily communication based. Bingo. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So unless they implement it with the voice chat app, I don't see mm-hmm. how. Yeah, I'm gonna... not sure how that's going to work either. Yeah, and I also can't ever see Payday without thinking of the Dark Knight. Like I just yeah. immediately think of the Dark Knight anytime I see it because of the clown masks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. beginning with it. Yep. Yeah, totally. The violin music. Yeah, so good. So good. Yep. Well, we are That's... getting another appearance from Donkey Kong on Switch, and it's happening this year oh. with Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. That's right, Barrett. Um, it's coming. It's actually it's coming out. Um, in May, yes, and it's continuing the tradition of Wii U games landing on Switch, kind of like yep. what we saw with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Pokémon Tournament DX or Pokémon Tournament DX. Um, except we're also getting the playable, an additional playable character, Funky Kong, which essentially, I guess, is just easy mode, right? Yeah, it's, it's the apology mode. Yes, mode. Yeah, it is yeah, the yeah. apology mode. Which yeah. I was on this show, I believe, yeah, last week, and I said <laughs> I wanted to get into this game, but it was too hard for me. Meaning that I got, I rage quit on a couple of boss fights and was just like, I'm sick of the checkpoints in this game. They added baby mode where Funky Kong like can't get hurt. He's got all these hearts and he's invincible and super fast. So yes, I know. Thank you to everyone that tweeted me telling me that the baby mode is here for me now uh but i will give this game another chance in a traditional way because i don't usually mess with the baby mode stuff so um i i played this in co-op with my kids and it did get really frustrating because the game does get harder when you play with two players just to keep track of everything on the screen and so having the option to have one character not die from landing in the spikes by jumping on the surfboard in this case uh i think that's pretty good i this is not this is not an easy game and getting getting a crutch like that is is appreciated. And I, I think I mean Nintendo saw this in the sales, like the, and and probably in their surveys too from families who played this game who said, "Did you have to be this mean? Right. Yeah, or I restrictive mean, with the continues and the extra the extra lives and everything." I I love Tropical Freeze because yep. it's so difficult. Yep. Like, I love that it's punishing, and uh, we'll get to to why in the next game. But I I, I think it's uh, an awesome awesome platformer, and it was sort of overlooked on Wii U. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's Definitely. great. That they're bringing it to switch and as a bonus it answers a question that we've been asking ourselves for a little over a year now what has retro been working on <laughs> well they've been putting funky kong in this whole game i don't think so do you <laughs> no, think so I, no i'm, I'm gonna so. look at the startup screen to see who ported this i'm yeah i'm hoping retro you are not just eating barbecue and porting donkey kong yeah look at those surfboard physics you think them. some kind of uh, green company can come in there and you know make what, you're probably right like you probably th- it's gonna take the geniuses they, at retro uh, i think they did work it on that. feels really odd that uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns is not part of this. Is like I a, agree. A, yeah, like a, if they like a double pack. Yeah, yeah. Pack. totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know that game sold insane amounts. It's actually one of the third or fourth best selling games on Wii, uh, and then got ported to 3DS where it didn't run as well, but it was still really fun. But totally, just throw that on Switch. I think the ass because the assets are not designed for HD. This would have been way, way more work. Interesting. You're yeah. right. I did but not the, think about that. But um, uh, Tropical Freeze. It's really pretty. I mean, yeah. when you go back, it's super. Sh- it's a sharp-looking uh, game, and some of the boss battles, just like how smooth and well animated they are, it's yeah. really impressive. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I I will definitely play it again. Yeah, and hopefully not. I will not too. Quit. Okay. I did not finish it though. I mean, same. Yeah. I mean, I I rage quit that game. I Looking like... at a couple of Funky Kongs right here, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, we might be real Funky Kongs. This yeah. Well, one game that I've rage quit many a times <laughs> um, is Dark Souls. And Praise the sun. It is officially coming to Switch. Dark Souls Remastered, May 25th, hitting the Nintendo Switch. How do you guys feel about Prepare that? Prepare to die. I freaking yeah. love Dark yeah. Souls. You're all excited about that? That's a great... It's just such a good choice for a portable. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I was saying that, too, on, on Up at Noon today. We were talking about this for a second, and I was like, I've never thought about this game as a portable game, but it works in that you can jump in, do a quick run, get killed, and be done in 10 minutes. Yeah. But does it? Minutes. Because you can't pause a Dark Souls game. Like, that's one of the things about Dark Souls, about Bloodborne, that that you can't, like, stop down and catch your breath. Like, that's what's so oppressive about it. You can pause anything on 
Switch. That's yeah, what I'm saying. So how does that work? You I know, it kind of it kind of breaks the rhythm. What are they going to force the game to stay on? <laughs> and and they, I mean, there there are some questions about how the online the location yeah. upload, all that kind of stuff will work because yeah. the Switch, you know, will have to wait to connect to Wi-Fi. Right. Um, so I'm curious to see how they solve some of those issues. But I really like Dark Souls is a game where you can play for a little bit and stop. You know, it's like it. Um, I you know I. I thought this would come to the machine just because of the Bandai Namco and Nintendo relationship over Smash Brothers and all of that. So I, I knew this was a shoe in it. This was coming, but this is really welcome to to already be seeing it in May. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I I uh, I played Bloodborne first, and then I went back and played two and three because those are readily available yep. on PS4. I've never played the first Dark Souls, so this is an awesome opportunity yep. for me. And I also think it's an awesome opportunity for lifelong Nintendo fans who haven't gotten into the series because it gets this comparison a lot. And I know people roll their eyes at it, but to me, Dark Souls has always felt like a spiritual successor to Zelda. Like oh yeah, it's totally. always had a very Zelda feel to it. But totally. so, but loose. Please break me, Zelda. Yeah. You know, like a different. It's. A, I mean, it feels. It feels like the way that Zelda, Zelda felt to me when I was a kid. You know, yeah. like playing Link to the Past when I was mm-hmm. ten years old was tough as nails. Playing the so. original Zelda and fighting five Stalfos knights in one room just to get a key that leads to a dead end yeah. on yeah. the second quest is what Dark Souls feels like. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that game. Like it's weird for me. A second ago, I was like, I rage quit Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze because the sea lion killed me, and now I'm like, yeah, I'm really excited for Dark Souls. Like I, I beat Bloodborne. Like I love those games. They're brutally difficult, yeah. you know, but I don't feel like they're cheap. I feel like they're it's like the same way we were talking about. Um, yeah, uh, they're Celeste. a little cheap sometimes. We were, it's the same way we were talking about Celeste or Meat Boy in that, like, when you when you get killed in a Dark Souls game, you know exactly what happened. You're yeah. like, well, I didn't dodge fast enough. Oh, or I didn't, you got I didn't heal or I, I didn't. Yeah, true. Exactly. But sometimes I feel like it's not like in a Zelda game. I feel like it was my fault. And in Dark Souls, I did often blame the game because right. I'm like, why? Why would you do that to me? Why would you put that there? Well, so much you know? of so much of those games are this like kind of gambler's pants thing where uh-huh. you're like, I'm, ah, I'm gambler's pants. You never heard that of saying? Yeah, no, yeah. really, no. You guys have heard that, right? What the hell is I've the never gambler? heard is gambler's like- pants. No. <laughs> Oh no! It's like it's like lucky clothes. Are you wearing them right now? I'm not gambling. Okay. <laughs> I don't really like gambling. No. Uh, so it's one of those things where like you go Ryan's out there. I'm not even wearing pants. I'm not even wearing pants at all. That's why we shoot the show like this. True story. Desk is see through though, so one day you'll get a surprise. <laughs> 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 no, it's uh, it's actually might be gamer's gamer's coat or whatever it is. You know, you, you never. Heard I think you should get stick with story. it now. Don't anyway, so yeah. basically, you go out there, you're getting your ass kicked, and then you start doing really well, and then you go like, all right, I only have like two bars of health left, and I don't uh-huh. have. A this much uh, I can use a health potion, but I'm going to get greedy and I'm going to go for one more strike. And that's where the dude kills you and you have to back off and you that's die. It. Right. Um, and that's the sort of thing that propels you to keep playing. Give it one more shot. I do that with Bloodborne all the time where I'm like, this boss has one one hundredth of a health left. And so do I. But I'm going to get greedy and go for the swing rather than back up, heal, and go in for a direct kill. It and is, yeah, it is so incredibly gratifying yeah. when you actually get through a, like a boss or a part of that game that you were stuck on for a couple hours. Yeah. So it's just really, really cool to be able to have it on a portable console that you can like play at your own pace, you know, in bite sized chunks. Um, the whole online thing, like Dark Souls, there are a bunch of people out there that never even put their system online to play dark souls that that's that's okay yeah. um but i can see them working out a you know some sort of a system where like it just auto connects as soon as you know you boot back up and like you're close to wi-fi it'll yep. it can work um and i'm well it's it's it has a persistent system where like your loot is left where you die right like right. yes yes assist, yeah or you know like the series is famous for like uh hints you can leave for your friends or enemies true so yeah you'll be missing out on a lot of that kind of cool stuff yeah Mm -hmm. but also if this is your first experience with the franchise it's a good first step and it's also there is so much information out there Mm -hmm. like there are youtube videos and wiki guides and people have beaten this game with you know guitar hero controllers Mm -hmm. like if you want to get into this universe uh, like there's a ton waiting for you, so it's really cool. I'm curious to see what they will do with the remaster, whether they yeah. add elements from the later games. And how. I, I, what if, what if there's uh, motion controls for Dark Souls on the Nintendo Switch? I feel like that's a terrible idea. Please don't. So yeah, I mean, yeah, they added them to Doom, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's a, here's a bit of trivia. The purple tunnel. <laughs> here's a bit of trivia. Who wrote our initial our Dark Souls one guide? Does anyone know? I want to say Zach Ryan. No, Tom well, Moriarty. No, uh, Marty. Marty, Marty wrote our oh, Dark Souls wow. guide. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like remember, one of the first things he did for One Up who, or for IGN. Somebody was, was it Ryan Johnson? There was another. It was a big director last year. 
promoting a movie that was in an interview said like, oh, IGN, I used your Dark Souls. Oh, design. it's um, it's uh, <laughs> who's the guy that plays Krennic in Rogue One? Oh, um, yes. Uh, uh, ben Mendelsohn. Yes. Yeah, ben Mendelsohn. He's, he's a big Dark Souls fan and he used IGN guides to get <laughs> through. That's hilarious. Yeah. We, well, we got him on a junket saying that. Well, <laughs> we have, uh, there's a lot of Dark Souls coverage, uh, you know, um, no surprise, IGN um, editors is like Dark Souls, Winner Dark Souls. Uh, but if you uh, if you want to see a cool Let's Play series, uh, just Google Prepare to Try. Yes. It's yes. our UK team. Um, they've run many, many seasons of uh, Prepare to Try where they're just trying to beat these really tough games together and just watch episode one. And I think you'll easily get why people are into this franchise. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So that that's pretty much the entire direct right there from Nintendo. Um but overall, I'd, I'd have to say I was really pleased with everything. I'm, I'm happy that we're getting a substantial amount of decent content coming out, at least for the foreseeable rest of the year. Um, but there are some things that Nintendo did miss on, um, like Virtual Console, obviously, yep. wasn't there. Uh, the launch date for the new online infrastructure was totally not there. We still don't know anything about cloud storage, even though like Reggie has hinted at that in the past. Um, but hopefully we will see more of those details opening up throughout the rest of the year at least that's what we're hoping for um but let's go over go ahead I'm no sorry. no given how given how often they've done announcements and directs last year hopefully that continues into this year right and yeah. and the schedule will fill out and we'll see much more yeah I'm, and i feel like something like cloud storage or like you know netflix video streaming services i i don't think those announcements will be tethered to a direct or anything like that mm-hmm. i think they'll just be a system update one day yeah and they'll yeah. be like, right you have a cloud storage now from kirby and your rest of your friends i'm reggie fees man you're like yeah. yeah thanks dude that's weird <laughs> yeah yeah These, by the way this uh, release calendar leads right up to e3 and then stops if you look at it right like yeah. I mean, the only other game is like uh <laughs> snk heroin says summer but everything else is like spring or leading right into may and e3 is in june yeah. snk heroin really sounds like a street drug Yikes. yeah it's like a like you're lou reed and you're like that. in new york and, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah there's also there's also a couple of things that that, I, that weren't in the direct that are coming at the beginning of this year or through the course of the spring that that fans should keep in mind as well. You know, Bayonetta one and two. Oh yeah. Um, uh, the Mega Man Legacy collections. Uh, oh, yeah, both of thing. those. Yeah. So like, there is a ton of stuff happening between now and E3. Yeah, there's there are definitely more games coming out. But let's quickly go over some of the games that are coming out or have come out this week, starting with a Wii U game. None other than a Wii U game. Yes, it came out this week. It's called Jolt Family Robot Racer. You made that up. No, I swear yeah, to God. Game. Jolt Family Robot Racer That's actually a drink. came out on Wii U um, just yesterday, I believe. Um, but from there, uh, Brawl. Uh, that's a Switch title. The rest of these are all Switch titles. Asken 2, The World Beneath, Draw a Stickman 2, or Epic 2, Energy Invasion, Morhun Knights and Castles, Morhun. Of Mice and Sand, Super Meat Boy, yep. which you definitely should pick that One up if you have not faves. played it. Yep. Yeah. The Escapist 2, which is a great game that you can def- that you can play with your friends. It's got co-op play now, so you can um, hop online, or I think it, I believe it has an online mode. But if it doesn't, it's still you can play it locally, multi or local multiplayer. And that game is really fun. I was I played like the good. first hour of it the yeah. other day, and I, I I played it before on PS4, but I like it much more on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of more intimate and fun. Just yeah. sit there with a little handheld what, in your face. What, how would you describe it? A 16-bit prison break game? Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's yeah. Like surprisingly exactly it violent, which I love. Yeah. You know, like there's like shankings and stuff, and you can. There's a crafting system where you can build rudimentary like daggers and stuff. It's it's great. You Brian a loves guy. a good shanking. I love to hit a prison guard in the head with a good shank in the neck. That's just my stuff right there. That's my type of game. I got to say, though, my favorite game to come out this week was Fury. Have you guys um, played Fury at all? No. Yes. Yes. So that's I, kind of like. I feel like I, I read a lot about Fury last year. Is right. that right? It came out last year, yeah. yeah so yeah. it came out on PS4 and Xbox and mm-hmm. uh, PC. But uh, it's now out on Switch, and it's like a boss fight simulator, essentially. You just go from boss like fight boss to rush. boss fight. Yeah. yeah. But it's a lot of fun. I mean, I've really been enjoying my time with it. Um, it's it's obviously a low, or smaller price game. I believe it's twenty four ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's got a decent, decently sized campaign, about eight hours long. Ooh. I haven't beaten it completely, um, but I'm it pretty close tough. to the end. Yeah. It yeah. gets brutally hard. The interesting thing about this game is that you are effectively given a kind of simplistic move set, and that's it. Like you don't get upgrades. You don't get like new weapons and stuff like that. It's basically just like. Blocking, parrying, attacking, um, projectiles, and stuff like that. And so if you get good at that, the combinations of those things that you use to fight against bosses uh, determines your success. And the bosses get really interesting. The music's really good. Mm. And um, the art style is like 
pretty it's it sort of looks like a like a way more robust killer seven like it's mm. kind of like yeah. low poly um and celebrates that look but uh yeah i'm not crazy about this game because once i realized that it's mostly just boss fights i was i was kind of more like i want to explore the world more you know yep. it would be cool to be able to run around yeah. yeah so there's not a ton of that but what's there is really solid and you kind of feel like a badass when you when you beat one of these bosses because they're tough they take a while yeah even the tutorial boss took me like a, way longer than it should have yeah. so that's is that funky kong of a man <laughs> that would be your your pick out of this list that would be your that favorite? would be my my pick for this week yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's it's a tough choice like super meat boy is just really really good yeah the escape I'll always pick super is meat boy. yeah um uh, Mohun, by the way, mm-hmm. that's a, this German franchise that goes back to I think what was it like a promotion for Johnny Walker or something? What? And it's like Mohun just means grouse. It's a uh-huh. it's a swamp chicken, okay, basically. <laughs> and you you shoot him in those games, and like it's insane to me that these games are still around and even on Switch now. Yeah, it's I, crazy. I thought I'd be dead by now. It's got like an Angry Birds vibe to it, or at least yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. It looks like, like it's yeah. like yeah, swampy chicken. This is a swamp it's chicken. swamp chicken. <laughs> yeah. It's a grouse. Yeah, that's literally translated. You're Mohun. a grouse. Swamp chicken. Uh, so we've got just enough time for question block, and this question comes to our email, nvc at IGN, from Chris P. Thank you very much, Chris P., for emailing us. He says, Hi, all. The January Direct was a fi- was fine in a vacuum, but it concerns me to have no hint at the heavy hitter 2018 titles on the same level with Mario and Zelda. Do you think this signals 2017 was an aberration and not the norm in having two big title book titles bookending the year prior to 2017 it had been pretty much one big exclusive per year uh man we talked a little bit about this at the top of the show i feel like the entire purpose of um taking the handheld legacy of nintendo and the console legacy of nintendo and compartmentalizing them into one system was to rectify the absence of titles that we had in the past where you had to constantly switch between the two systems to sort of go like as a nintendo fan i'm playing this here and then this here and this here having everything in one place was supposed to solve that so i really hope they continue that that said i don't think any company in the history of video games has had a year like nintendo had in 2017 oh yeah i mean no first party titles on on those levels have come out back to back in history yeah so yes in that way absolutely that's an aberration i don't think we'll ever see anything like that again uh, until nintendo does it again seven ten years from now totally agree with that so i do think i do think there will be a bigger year a bigger game at the end of the year i don't think you will see the like the triple quadruple punch that we have seen with i mean even just mario and zelda would have been enough but like splatoon and and all that on top of it uh, and xenoblade i you're not going to see that this year i there's just no way and the reason for that is that nintendo pretty early on knew the wii u wasn't going in the right direction and so some of these big projects obviously got started for the switch and the wii u slowed down to a crawl don't right. forget that and we don't have that now now they're working full-time they're trying to get these mega games done and it's going to take a little bit longer you know right. um so it it will not look like 2017 but I am confident we'll see at least one big meaty release like a Smash Brothers or Animal yeah. Crossing. Or something I mean, like I, I'm, I'm over on, on our PlayStation Show podcast beyond. And one of the great successes of the PlayStation ecosystem is that Sony, with their off-delayed and sort of limited first-party support and mm-hmm. second-party studios that chime in when they can, uh, leaves a great window open for third parties to come in and make stuff. And with that system selling upwards of 60, 70 million or whatever it is, you know, 600 billion copies of everything gets sold over there that means a lot of third-party support shows up there on switch we're finally starting to see that and that's the first time we've seen that on nintendo in a very long time so in lieu of them having a big hitter every month or every other month um we're gonna get to start to see more more stuff like dark souls you know we're gonna get to see more dooms and wolfenstein still coming but i'm hoping some new stuff because i agree the the my 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 worry is that yes, we will see more third parties, but it will always be the remastered, remastered. It's like <laughs> going back to the 360 PS3 era and bringing back games. And like, let's not forget, Dark Souls isn't just coming to Switch. It remastered is hitting all the platforms. Right, right, right. Where on the other platforms, it'll be running at 60. On Switch, it'll be at 30. That's mm-hmm. it's good enough for this game. It'll it'll be fine. But like, Switch needs a little bit more of a uniqueness factor on the third party front when it comes to software. The system itself is so unique. It'll sell on the basis of that and the strength of Nintendo franchise. But I I am hoping the strength of third party in 2018 is based on some new IP or some 
day and date releases. Well, isn't so much of that sort of determined by the specs of the system itself? I mean, that's a, that's that's a been challenge, the issue right? since day one, right? Like, but but like last year, publishers were like, "Well, we don't know if we want to support this thing fully yet because we don't know if it will sell." It's done. The story's done. It's selling. It'll do well. It's going to. It may outpace the Wii for Christ's sakes, right? Yeah. This could be a huge hit. And you snooze, you lose. Like the Carnival Games on the Wii was this this huge story for 2K where they sold so many copies yeah. and it's because they did this dumb game it wasn't even very good early on and like if you're a third party publisher and you're sleeping on this and you don't have a big title for November ready especially if Nintendo doesn't have a Zelda or Mario then come on Jesus yeah and that's what bummed me out about um, about sort of seeing like FIFA and WWE in that they were like not really where they needed to be, yeah. and they were the big litmus test for future support. And both of those games had a lot of issues at launch and are getting better. Uh, it's that's that kind of bums me out. But obviously, the technical limitations of the system will determine the library it gets. And for now, we're going to get only so many things. But that's the bringing Wolfenstein cross platform titles. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Wolfenstein uh, obviously is probably one of the biggest surprises on Switch because that is mm-hmm. that is a next gen game through and through that just launched what two months ago, right? Yeah. I- yeah, I really hope things like Octopath Traveler will sell on this machine. Me too. Me too. Just to encourage you know Square to keep going as well because they've been a great supporter already of of the system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, hopefully we'll get Capcom do something bigger than you know a Street Fighter collection. And- Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Mega Man. How about Mega Man collections? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I talk about Mega Man collections. That, I don't want this to be the collection <laughs> machine. <laughs> I feel like I kind of said my piece at the beginning of the show, but yeah, I think that this is a totally fine way to start the year for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was, you know, it's not a barn burner of a Nintendo Direct, but it was enough to sort of tease what they've got coming for the rest of the year until E3 when we get our big our next big news drop and then I agree with Pear. I think that there's going to be at least one banger at the end of the year that'll hold people over until 20 19 where the games that are in development now will start to drop and those will be bigger games like probably yeah. metroid prime 4 probably animal crossing next year like or mario no, no, kart saying, mario kart 9. 9 i mean they gotta be starting on that yeah sucker yep. too, right they're also maybe I mean, they skip 9 and they just go straight to mario kart 10 this is uh i mean this is, this is kind of crappy to say but like the system is selling insanely well with or without whatever they do for the first few months this year true like i think that momentum will keep going based on mario and zelda who pe- people will be discovering those game for the, for the first time for years to come. Um, there are a lot of people who just discovered that. Yeah, at Christmas, yeah. right? Yeah, Christmas, and so, exactly. like, we're coming up for air after those things, and we're like, what's new? And they're like, people are just like, I, I'm on my 100th moon in Mario. Yeah. Slow would, down. So, let, yeah. let me ask you one quick question. Like, maybe, maybe Philip, would you be mad if the big holiday game was new, new Super Mario Brothers? Like a new, 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 new <laughs> Super Mario Brothers game? Like a 2D Mario? Like a port of the no, Wii No, like one? a new one. Like oh, a, oh, a new, oh yeah. yeah, a new, new one. Yep. Yeah. A new, new, new Super that Mario Brothers. That cannot be the time. Oh, How many it. news are we talking about? Three. Here, three news. Three news? All right. Yeah, I'll take new, three new, news. New, new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a port definitely would make me a little disappointed. Yep. Yes. A brand new game I would be totally down for. Um, still want that Sunshine port, though. Yeah, yes. Same. Um, yeah. I agree. Or Galaxy. Yeah. Or just I, I a, want a Galaxy port more than I want a Sunshine. I, yeah, want, right. I want Galaxy and Sunshine to be levels I can visit in Odyssey. Ooh. Ooh. N64. Well, you already did that. Sports. There you go. All right, everyone. Well, that's our show for this week. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. We are a weekly show on IGN.com. But you can also subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't already, or you can just catch us on any of your favorite podcast listening services. Um, my name has been Philip Mewson. You can follow me on Twitter, at Philip Mewson. Pear, where can people find you at? What is it now? Is it Yeah, it has been Philip Mewson. Is it like a new name? It's what? new, new, new Philip Mewson. Oh, that's I'm oh. Pear Snyder. You find it. <laughs> new, 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 new. You can find me uh, at Pear IGN. I'm at Agent Bizzle. Uh, and I'm at Zachariah Steve. Cool. Thank you guys very much, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.